0: Welcome back to Elevate the Podcast, where we have candid conversations about life, agriculture, and rural entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Natalie Kovorek. What is it we can do to come together across the supply chain? And where have we been and where do we need to go?
1: And I'm Tara Vanderdeusen. I think we need to do a better job as farmers of being like, this is why we do what we do. Hi, everyone. We are coming to you this Thursday. Thursday's episode is live from Honor the Harvest in Nevada, Iowa.
0: Yeah, we're so excited. We're on a farm. We are coming live from a farm. I mean, I guess we podcast to you guys every day from like <laughs> a farm and a ranch. So this isn't that much of a different, but it feels very different. We're together. We're um, at this conference, like Tara mentioned, and we're literally in a shop right now. We're surrounded by John Deere vehicles. Um, there's actually a worker behind us in a truck. I'm sure he's like, what? Yeah, what you can hear me the crickets like
1: creaking in the background there's like gonna be trucks driving by like we're and we're like yeah outside all the windows or doors are open so it's a little bit different than our normal i feel
0: very i'm like this is a vibe it is a very good vibe for today's podcast so, yeah,
1: actually, a funny thing, I posted that on our stories that we were in Nevada, Iowa, and somebody told me that is not how people from Iowa say this town's name. Oh, how do you say it? I have no idea. They didn't tell oh. me. <laughs> they just well, that just have had helpful sound. information. They just told me I was saying it wrong. And We're just outside of Ames, Iowa, if that helps you. So, anyway, we're here at Honor the Harvest. Honor the Harvest is a forum that is hosted by U.S. farmers and ranchers in action. It's like an invite only conference that is really like farmer led initiatives around like supporting agriculture and climate smart initiatives. And it's been really interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at their website. I just pulled up really quick and they have an annual convening of the best minds in food, agriculture, science and technology, all working together to further our global sustainable food systems.
1: Yeah, so one of the things about this conference, we're going to give you a recap today of like what we have taken away over the last day and a half. Um, there's some really big names here, but we because of we finally learned the
0: word Chatham House rules. Yes, Chatham we House cannot rules cannot be confused people. with Cider House rules, which is what I like initially was thinking of, and I've actually never even seen that movie. But yes, Chatham House rules. So
1: we can't quote people or give names of people who are here, but there is like big names here. Yeah. It's,
0: it's exciting to see. Um, I think one of the main, not main, but I should say one of the important things to honor the harvest and a USFRA is involvement throughout the whole food chain. You know, the whole the whole global process from starting at the farmer all the way at the very end to the consumer and all of the people who play a role within that, which is Very extensive, Um, and so it is nice to see a lot of those key players here from all those different aspects. Which, for partly for me, is a little intimidating, right? Because you're sitting down to some very big names in some areas of the. While we have like global, or not global, but we have combined missions, like the way we act on them are very, very different. And so it's been fun and exhilarating, but also I'm not going to lie, it's also a little intimidating. But it's fun. I like putting. I always say, if you're not the smartest one in the room, you are in the right room, and that's how I feel at Honor the Harvest right now. Yeah, there's a lot of C-suite, quote unquote, here. So like CEOs. CFOs,
1: chief sustainability officers, all sorts of good things, lots of conversations happening. I will agree with you that it's not like not everyone's in. like it's not all like puppy dogs and rainbows. Like there's definitely even like disagreements among like how people are feeling about different things. So it makes for some really great discussions, a lot of like back and forth and really like hashing out like what this looks like. U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action is currently in their decade of ag, so we're yes. look, we're two years into the decade of ag, so we've got eight years left, and it's really like, what is this? The rest of this decade going to look like for ag?
0: So do you want to keep having like broad should we, I wonder if we should like more timeline this. Do we want to go back to like the start of the conference and kind of walk people through this? Otherwise, I feel like you and I can keep getting on a tangent of it. I know. We probably will.
1: But I think people are going to like it because there's great, great tangents. But yeah, so you drove here.
0: Yes, I drove because um, since it's in Iowa, if you watch my stories, you know, I'm like, actually, I wish I wouldn't have just thought of this because now I'm going to be in my head about how I say the word Iowa. I feel like Iowa is a weird word. And when I share that to my stories, I got a ton of people saying some I think it's an older generation thing maybe, but people used to say IOA. Really? Yes. I got, I got a ton of those comments. It's not Iowa, it's IOA. Or like my grandpa says IOA or my like so-and-so. I think I it's a no generational idea. thing maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You guys could take us and let us know. Maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway. So yes, I, I drove. It was only about a five-hour drive for me. I flew. You almost didn't make your flight either. I I almost didn't
1: make my. It already said on the board, flight closed, but the door was still open. I think that was the key, and so they let me on. They let one other person right behind me on, and it was like they shut the door behind us. So, but I made it, and I, um, you picked me up. We drove from Des Moines into um, Ames, and then came out to this farm. And I guess so. That's us getting here. But the topic of conversation for this forum is investments. Investments into like the future of ag, the decade of ag. And I have this really great quote or statistics, I guess, that I wanted to share. I shared it oh, to my story.
0: I love that. I wrote that down in my notes too. I have so many notes. I was like, if I just go through my notes, it's gonna be weird bullet points though. So I'm trying to like articulate. I
1: know I'm trying notes. to kind of go through um so the health sector is equally sized to the agriculture sector, but the health sector gets 10 times more funding and investment than ag.
0: That's problematic. <laughs> it is extremely problematic. And that's been actually a lot of the conversations we've been having, I feel like, is we kind of know the things we need to do. We have some areas we can move forward, right, with these climate-smart agriculture. Like, it, But it all comes back down, surprise, surprise, it all comes back down to dollars and in investment. And right now, one of the things that, you know, USFRA is trying to highlight, or I think they've done a good job of highlighting, is how lacking in investment agriculture is. And this conference, I think, was partly to kind of drive awareness around, like, here's what we want to do. Are you willing to put the funds into it so that we can move forward in this way? And you said that you feel like one of the big things about this conference is, you know, investment that is targeted around. I feel like it's equally as, and I like this about it, it's equally as driven around data and data collection. And I feel like that is actually what drives forward the dollars is the data behind it all. They have been doing a really great conversation of having like, what's the data collecting? What's the data say? what's the data we have? What's the data we're lacking? And so I really appreciate that about this conference.
1: And as far as like investment, it's really in like climate smart technology. And so another quote I have is in 2020, the global investment in climate finance was $600 billion per year. Ag, forestry and fisheries received only 2% of that. Yeah, And it's like, we're talking about the climate. We're literally talking about, you know, plants, our soil, like who better to invest it in than farmers? Another great quote. I mean, now I'm just like I know. you I'm sorry, but they're so good. <laughs> you're doing what I told you not to do. I know, but I have to. Um, but they all relate. Is one of the big quotes? I also shared this in my stories. Was will farmers get paid for saving the planet?
0: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. So the first thing. I mean, literally the first thing I wrote down. I down, and I feel like this does kind of like encompass maybe what the whole you know honor the harvest was like trying to encapsulate in over these two days it's a very short conference it was a long day yesterday it was eight to eight yesterday and then it's a half day today so i guess there was networking the first night that we missed probably but so it's only a i feel like in conference world like most conferences are like four full days you know so this is a yeah. smaller conference but the first thing i wrote down is what is it we can do to come together across the supply chain and where have we been and where do we need to go and i feel like that mm. kind of I don't know. I feel like they did kick it off with that thought-provoking thing. I don't know. I feel like it's a very important question for us as an industry to be focused on.
1: Yeah, they had a really good way to kick off the conference with like a thought-provoking workshop that we did and we had to sit down and do. And those
0: were kind of the questions.
1: Okay. So that was the big question. I guess now, like, what would you say is one of your biggest takeaways?
0: Well, I think I I was, I was not aware of how lacking in investment agriculture was. I think if you had asked me, I'd probably be like, well, we don't, I would guess we're on the lower end. We're not getting much, but some of the numbers that they have given, like that, you know, we're only receiving 2% of it. um, I think that was a little shocking to me. And so I do think that some move to move us forward as an industry and to move our, you know, our population forward as a planet, it is very important that we start driving more awareness around. Like we have some of the, the answers to some of the problems. You know, we're part of the solution, but we're going to need investment in order to do that. Um, so I do think that's important to drive conversation forward around that.
1: Yeah, and in the backdrop of all of this, we um, Secretary Tom Vilsack shared with us yesterday. And while we're here, actually, he announced the winners for the USDA grant. He talked about that in his speech. Yeah, that so that was kind of cool. Is that originally they had allocated one billion dollars to climate smart investments in agriculture, and they received so many applications that they more than doubled it. I think it's like two point five billion is what they ended up. You investing. were
0: very honed in on what he was talking about all that because your family actually applied we, for it. I was we like, kind of checked it. out because I was like, I don't know what I was doing. But you were telling me all these things afterwards, and I was like, I think I missed that he, he he was not here in person. It was just a recording. It was, was a recording to... of it. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, I just think that that's an interesting backdrop to this conversation about investment. And then he shared about yeah. the investments, and there's going to be more coming down the pipeline for climate smart technology. So that's exciting. That's I feel like exciting. if it doesn't make you excited about No matter how you feel about all of this, like there's going to be cool investments in new
0: tech on farms. Well, so I was going to say to play devil's advocate a little bit because so we're highlighting how important investment is going to be moving forward for us as an industry and as a planet, as a population, as a whole, because right below ag is only receiving 2% of investment, I wrote this question. How do we invite people in to understand what agriculture is truly capable of? And I feel like that's actually a major pain point we have and something that, I don't know, I guess I would like to be spending more time driving conversation around. And I think as an industry, we probably need to be driving more conversation around. Okay. We've recognized you know, some of the solutions. um, We know we need investment into it. So like now I feel like we're at like, you know, moving. That's just how my brain works. We're like, okay, so how do we invite people into this conversation and understanding what we're truly capable of? Oh, I love that.
1: On that note, one of my like big takeaways was we got to the place where we're at in agriculture because consumers demanded certain things from farmers. Cheaper food, affordable food. Well, I guess affordable and cheaper are the same thing. Sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> I was like head nod, head nod. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: like, okay. <laughs> um, but like readily available. Like I want my avocados in December even though they're not in season. Like, And so we as farmers did a really great job of providing that. But we need consumers to make better choices kind of. And in order for consumers to make better choices we have to help them understand how to make better choices what does a better choice actually look like how do they use their buying power how do they help us get these investments I guess is kind of where I'm like thinking about it and so let's help consumers understand yeah like and let's what is an actual sustainability choice in the grocery store look like and what is just like greenwashing
0: or a marketing tip yeah I mean I just did a post actually on this on my drive over because I had some time to kill to, to get Tara before because she flew into Des Moines and so I stopped in Omaha and just did a little, I don't know, shopping. I did like general clothes shopping because fun. And then I had to obviously feed myself. And so I just, they're right next to where I, went, where I stopped at anthropology and right next to it was a Whole Foods. And so I was like, oh, perfect. I know they'll have a really good salad bar or just run in there. And of course the salad to get to the salad bar, I had to walk by the meat section and it has been, I honestly truly don't know if I've actually ever purchased meat from the grocery store. Not for no reason, just because we always, I always have a freezer full. So I, I mean, obviously I bought hot dogs. Okay. So, and like bacon and stuff, <laughs> but I mean like I have never picked up a package of the hamburger they have yeah. there and I had never, I don't know, whatever was next to the hamburger and stuff. There were some things there that I was like, I've never actually looked at, I guess I shouldn't say bought, but like looked at the packaging of it. And so I just did a price comparison and then I ventured over to like chicken and looked all at all of them. And I, Could you, I just was, I had a lot of emotions. Bubble up for me. I was overwhelmed, and I am in agriculture, so I was because I was really trying you're to put myself in a the, beef producer. I know and you were overwhelmed. Yeah, by well, the I was file. really trying to put myself in like the foot of a consumer, and and I think that's why I picked up chicken because I don't actually know. I mean, again, I feel it goes back to we have conversations all the time. Like we're in agriculture, but there's we're, it's so different. I mean, even beef farm to beef farm is different, and so when you get to then different protein sectors, you're not the same thing. So there's a lot about how chicken are raised that I don't know. There's a lot about how pork is brought. You know, I don't know much about that industry either. But yeah, there were claims on there. I was like, I don't know what this, I have no idea what this means. And because I'm an agriculture and know that a lot of these claims are greenwashing or marketing tools, I didn't feed into the emotion it wanted to, but I knew instantly that a consumer would feed into it. They would be scared. They would be confused. They would be overwhelmed. And then probably just set down the package and then walk away. Like, that's probably what I would have done. I've been like, I don't know what any of this is. I don't have time to Google. I'll just go grab something else. Like that's ready made. Or I don't know. I would have done completely something different. So I forgot where we started with this tangent, but I know it had something to do with like bringing consumers along. Yeah, helping and them make better decisions at the Yes, and I think it's so important. That's why I said in my post, I was like, we have got to do better. I don't know who has to do better. Somewhere has to do better. I don't know where it starts. I don't have the answers, but I do recognize that it is a huge, huge problem.
1: Yes, I have to agree. And I think one of the things that I, we always say this, so it's going to like, I hate to say it again, but it's just extremely complex. Yes, it's not that simple. I saw you write that
0: down in one of our breakout sessions. Yes, Um, And I know we always go back to that. But I think it's so important. I think we need to communicate that actually to our consumers better, like how complex the situation is, because I do think that's one of the misnomers or misconnects we have with them is that we understand the complexity of it. And, and they're not supposed to, right? Again, I go back to like, you only know what you know. Um, so we can't expect them without us sharing about it or, you know, bringing attention to that about how complex it is and when they want us to just, I mean, you shared a really great story about how the branding issue. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can share on that a little. I was talking with like a major food retail company and they were like, we ask certain things of farmers. And I was like, yes, but do you guys always go and check in with farmers about how the practicality of that works? So one example is there is a food company, a milk product that requires you to not brand your cattle. And that's what they, in order to sell milk to them, you can't brand your cattle. I live in New Mexico. We, by law, have to brand. We're a branding state. And so I was like, do you see like how, as a retailer, you make a decision that then trickles down to the farmer, and then the farmer goes, by law, I can't yeah. do that. Like, And it's that's why it's not as simple as like, this is what consumers want, this is what retailers ask for, and this is how we deliver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think by doing that is how we've ended up in some of the problems we're in. Mm-hmm. I think we need to do a better job as farmers of being like, this is why we do what we do.
0: Absolutely. And then I also, I mean, in that same conversation, I was like, this also brings up the point that like, This is why we advocate so hard for farmers being at all the tables is so that they could be like, great, that sounds like a great plan. But just FYI, so you know, New Mexico is a branding state. So you're going to need us more time to figure out how to actually not saying that, like, we can't work on this or work towards this, but like we need time component of it. So then the other players could be like, oh okay, we weren't aware of that. That sounds great. Like collaboration, people, like it's going to be easier when we're all at the same table working towards the same thing, but we have to be there in, in the first place.
1: So good news on that. That same retailer said that they had set goals that ended up being like, that doesn't work. And they went back and like reevaluated, brought farmers to the table, and they were like, we should have done that from the beginning, which was like a beautiful moment. I felt like for me as like, yay, yeah. like
0: we're getting there. We're going to get there. So another key point that I feel like, so we talked about kind of about the awareness, I guess, around investment. Another thing that I think, kind of the complexity of all of this as well, but another thing I think that we would share maybe in our notes is kind of this dialogue around American agriculture. And I actually shared this to my stories too, but how American, ah, with this innovation and technology, we're really at a place to lead. And, you know, a lot of we heard from someone great really this morning that was saying a lot of other countries are looking towards like what we are doing in the U.S. Um, And we always talk about the statistics of how U.S. is leaders in sustainability. Um, And so I think it was a good reminder of the importance of like, you know, we're in a position to lead. We need to be more forward thinking, proactive. I think there's a lot of conversations about how do we drive people to be proactive instead of reactive, which is a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. The conversations between like the different countries, I feel like is interesting because sometimes you're comparing like apples to oranges, like just like what's going on in other countries can be so different than the United States. Like if you're in, you know, like an African country, like we were talking about it today, that you may be in survival mode and not necessarily like, you know, big picture thought leadership of like, and so it's like, how do we take what we're learning and like help other countries get to where we're at? And it, Again, like it's hard. There's a lot of politics, there's geopolitics. We talked about, like, you know, how the war in Ukraine is affecting things. Like, there's just a lot going on that it's not always as straightforward as we want it to be. One of the things I also took away from this week was I had one person on our table that was very like doom and gloom. And it reminded me of our episode actually with Jack Bobo, where he was like, things are good and getting better. They just could get better a little faster. Not that they're bad and getting worse. I think a lot of times we go into these conversations and I I said that to the person sitting at the table. I was like... There's a lot of things we could change in agriculture. There's a lot of things in our food system we could fix. But could we give ourselves a little credit that we have a safe, affordable, Readily available food supply system that like weathered a global pandemic here in the United States. I mean, maybe we should get a little credit for that before we like decide we've done a terrible job.
0: So Jack Bobo's episode is episode seventeen. It's all the way back in July. Gosh, has it been that long? I know, crazy. Ooh. Um, is agriculture the problem to solve or is it part of the solution with Jack Bobo? So that is a really good episode we had. It- but a ton of feedback about how people really enjoyed that conversation. So if you did happen to miss that one or you're a new listener, I would go back. I think you'd find a lot of value and interest in it. Yes. On the note of doom and gloom, I actually was listening to a different podcast that was talking about, is it 20 years or 30 years? Or is it we have X amount of years of our soil left, right? There's, oh, yeah. like 30. Yes. Mm-hmm. But ends so They're like, that's all the narrative, which again, it's important to know what we're working towards and like the problems we're trying to solve and stuff. But the person kind of said the same thing as you. They're like, no one addresses though, like, how much soil we've saved. Like how much have we actually corrected and improved by implementing these practices? And there's no narrative around that. It's just about this like opposite of the end of the spectrum. And again, I recognize the importance of that because we have to work towards solving it. But again, maybe just sprinkle in some of the good (laughs) things that we're doing Yeah,
1: Dash It. I don't know. So on that note, another comment, I
0: think it was on the main stage. So you heard it.
1: Natalie and I were seated at different tables. I feel like we should have said that. We had like different people. Yes. Um, So we had very different conversations. The seating arrangement, let me share on that a little bit. They actually had assigned seating. So you ended up at a table they told you. And it was actually really strategic. They had, like, you know, someone from the investment sector, someone from the data. Like, then we had a farmer like us. The tables were very strategically placed. So, but I think this was on the main stage. Farmers are an endangered species. Mm, yeah, I had
0: written down that quote, And I
1: thought that was an interesting look at that. Like, we have an aging population. We're a very small, like, minority in the population. So how do we, I don't know, like protect our voices, kind of share our voices, mm-hmm. amplify our oh, we voices. we do that through
0: Elevate Ag, the online course. That is how we <laughs> I share know, our voices, Tara. I know.
1: Duh. Duh. <laughs> Obvi. <Obby. laughs> right. Like that's literally our why for Elevate Ag is to elevate the voices of agriculture. Um, but it is, it was like just an interesting thought of like thinking about us like as a species. Yeah.
0: Like, I wrote down after that, I wrote down how do we ensure that that statement never becomes true. Farmers are an endangered species, which I just thought it was interesting that he stated that like made that correlate. I mean, we all know 2% of 98%. And then what is the US population and, you know, relevant to the total, like global population, like it just gets even more diluted. But when he said it that way, I was like, wow, I mean, it was very thought provoking. I don't remember the rest of what you said, but I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I don't know. I think those were kind of my
1: big takeaways. What else do you have? I think like you have even more notes than me.
0: Yeah. One other huge question. I I feel like I kind of take statements like that that really are thought provoking for me. But I also take like big picture questions that like I don't know. I guess help drive myself forward or our you know our specific operation and you know the industry as a whole. But one thing I wrote down is how do we make it easier for farmers to pick the more sustainable and economic decision? And I feel like that. That is another key thing about, again, moving forward as an industry, um, moving forward as a population to, you know, I don't know if you want to save the planet, better the planet, you know, preserve the planet. You guys fill in the blank with whatever you guys like. So big picture question, how do we make it easier for farmers to pick the more sustainable and economic decision? And that was a really big, big one for me.
1: That is huge because as we know, I think if you've ever implemented a technology on your farm, it can very quickly become not like the technology anymore. Like we even like one person was talking about digesters today and they were like, well, 10 years ago, the digester like didn't do as good of a job now. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a bummer for the farmer that first implemented that before you and learn and research and found other ways to like do things better. And so like how do you how do you know which technology to jump on? How do you know like well, when it's at the it right time? it back around
0: to like also investment helps, yes. right? If we could get investment back into ag. Agreed. So I don't know. What else you got for us, Natalie? Nothing. I think if people are interested in learning more about um, USF Farmers and Ranchers in Action, um, they have a website. It's just usfarmersandranchers.org. They're also on Twitter. Um, Instagram. Yep, Instagram is US Farmers and Ranchers. LinkedIn. I, I wonder if Twitter is the same. Is I think it it's US pretty much the same everywhere. And they yeah. did a very good job branding. They did as they were supposed to. It's a, probably the same across all platforms and handles. Yeah,
1: and they do want more farmers' voices, like, a
0: part of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, I think they're interested in having, um, like, they do have farmers on board, and I think they're interested on how do they further that. So if you guys are interested in learning more about it um, or want to get involved in your own different ways, the website would be where you guys want to go for that. We're just, I guess, kind of more drawing attention to. the. I just always find that the conversations we have, when I go to a conference, so much good conversation, and Tar and I just simply wanted to do a podcast to bring that conversation to you guys because we know that not everyone can attend every single conference, right? That's yeah. one of the problems of, like producers would say, with events to attend. So we're actually going to start kind of doing, doing this, this more, more regularly. Yeah, so we have this one and then we have two actually in November that we're going to bring you guys along for. Um, We're really excited about. And so we're going to start trying to bring this to the podcast, bring, you know, conversations. Like we don't have the answers. It's definitely going to be more Tar and I having conversation in these episodes, but we want to bring like things we've heard, whether it's coming up in the industry or things that are working on or just general conversation. And anyway, we want to bring that from the conference to you guys to our podcast. So hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this.
1: Yeah, and I know normally we do a weekly obsession yeah. and a recipe, so instead I was going to do a favorite thing from the conference that was like non-conference
0: related kind of, you know? Oh, uh, we're like, going to have the same thing. What is it going to be? S'mores.
1: Oh my gosh, the s'more bar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: duh, i <I'll> be. <laughs> So, I like it. Uh, did you really pick something out? I mean, I don't know. The grazing table was high on my list. <laughs> oh my too. gosh, that
0: was really good. Okay. Actually, the entire decor they did they such a did good job yeah, so we okay. Let us better explain this. Uh, yeah, breakfast was inside in the shop because we are on uh, literally an active like as you hear the gear yes. <laughs> drive by in the background. <laughs> this is full someone's of farm, so the conference was held in one of their big shops, and breakfast was in the shop. But they did move us outside um, under like tented white, like you know, like a you'd rent for a wedding venue. For dinner, and they um they had a huge – Tara, you shared it to your storyboard because you love – Yes, I love a good grazing table. Yeah, not, I call it like a charcuterie board. like a, well When they're yeah. big and they're but, at yeah. table. So anyway, it was phenomenal. um And they had wine from a vineyard in Napa, which was really cool. Um, um, yeah, the farmer shared about, about it, it, which shared. was really cool. Uh-huh, so that was really fun. And then, yeah, they had a phenomenal dinner outside. And then afterwards, they had campfire set up to do s'mores. And the s'mores were not, like, standard s'mores. They
1: had, like, Girl Scout cookies, Reese's, peanut butter cups. They had everything that you could possibly imagine to put on a s'more. They had it there. And it was so much fun. And it was, like, a really casual way to be able to continue conversations. I don't know. It was really cool. And then the last thing I want to say is we had beautiful Iowa weather. We did. We did. And we yeah. learned some fun Iowa facts. We're such facts. farmers bringing up the weather. I know, but it was gorgeous. Everyone was talking about
0: it. Because <laughs> we're all farmers. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not everyone. Is, is no, I know. We were definitely people. the minority. Like, we, yeah. if we introduced ourselves in conversation as, like, producers, we were definitely the yeah. – Like, there were not very many.
1: Three fun facts I learned about Iowa last night. They are the largest grow of corn, which I probably could have guessed.
0: I'm still – Like, did he make these – I don't think he stats. made him up. <laughs> Natalie's upset. Nebraska's and I are on the. List. I know. I'm like this is. Everyone from Nebraska is like thinking the same thing. Like this is. This isn't right. Um, are the largest producer of pork.
1: And the largest producer of eggs.
0: They also have number one in pollinators. That's oh, the yeah. one that I mean. He kept going on all the things. Iowa was so number one. In. I know.
1: I'm sorry. I, I remembered the top three. What was funny is at dinner you were like mad about Nebraska, and <laughs> the guy next to me who was like a major, like high up in a company, was like, "What's New Mexico known for?" And I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. No, no, and no they I were, like green we have chili. Pounds blocks of cheese. Yeah, I know. I was like, we have green chili, and then oh yeah, it was like we have the world's largest Butter. cheese plant, and we ship. <laughs> 600-pound blocks of cheese out of our cheese plant every single day. But we have really great green chili. He and just kind like, at you and was like, okay. <laughs> he what? Then went back to his pork and cheese. Yeah, I know. And then I mean, we ended up having a conversation about how you can put green chili on anything. And he was like, okay, I'm going yeah. back to New York City. <laughs> he was 100% done. Um, oh, my gosh. But it was, no, it was fun. It was yes. great. couple of days. Yeah, it was. So we will see you next week, next Tuesday, for a book club episode. woo So stay tuned for that. We have a great one. It's Matthew McConaughey uh, Green Lights. So join us then. And again, if you want more information about this, we hope you will check out U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action. Give them a like. Give them a follow. um, Check out their website. And thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, we hope you will screenshot the episode, um, share it to your stories, tag us, join the conversation. Let us know what you'd like, what you would like to see from these conferences more. Do you like the discussion? We want to hear it all.